0: And welcome back to the Better Watch Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick. And I'm Celeste. And as always, we are here to share our love of everything horror.
1: And true crime.
0: What a doozy of a movie we have today.
1: It is one of my favorite movies, like ever.
0: I feel uncomfortable watching it now.
1: Yeah, like after watching movies now and now we know how to analyze them, I guess, and take more notice of things. This movie makes me super, super, super uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, and watching it with subtitles to get quotes, as I try to always, it, yeah, just hit different this time.
1: Yeah, because, you know, if you're watching a movie, you can't really catch what someone says, but it's written right there.
0: Yeah. So, today we are talking about Jordan Peele's directorial debut of Get Out, which was made in 2017, and it stars Daniel Kalua, Alison Williams, Bradley Whitford, and Catherine Keener, who I adore, Bradley Whitford. Yeah. Whitford, sorry. From like Cabin in the Woods and Billy Madison, like movies like that, they're up my alley, really. <laughs> so, a little bit of a fun fact about these, this film uh, Jordan Peele was the first ever African American writer, producer, and director to earn more than 100 million at the box office. What? Yeah.
1: It took that long for that to happen?
0: It took that long. It's bullshit, isn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, this film also joins a handful of horror films to be nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. Oh. So, the other five films that were nominated include The Exorcist in 1973. Yep. Yeah. Jaws from 1975. Yeah. Silence of the Lambs from 1991. Ooh, yeah. The Sixth Sense from 1999. And Black Swan from 2010. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... Look, we know this movie has got, it's very, oh, how do you put it?
1: It talks about, like, all the racism, like, racism in general.
0: Yeah, and, and it has what- a lot of themes and, like, about it, and you can see it, but being two white people, we... We can't comment on No, that. we can't comment on that, and it sucks to know that people feel like they're in the situation that this film yeah puts our main character, Chris, in.
1: Yeah, it, and, to like any extent. It's like, how is that a thing?
0: Yeah. How does that
1: happen to people? And it's just sad.
0: Like, when this movie gets to its climax and you see what these people really are, it scares me a little because, like, people in our world can be like this yeah. to other people. Yeah. And, like, there's not enough apologies in the world that can
1: make it okay.
0: To make it okay and. I just I'll never know how a person would feel like that but yeah as we said we feel no right to talk about the themes and the message that this movie sends because we don't have any right
1: yeah we just want to talk about the movie in general
0: yeah and without further ado I am ready let's do it so, to give you a little synopsis, like, carefree, sorry for the noise in the background, <laughs> our dog is going nuts over a bone that we gave her. It's
1: her first time having a bone and she is loving it. <laughs> yeah,
0: we just keeping her out of the rain because it is a pretty rainy day here today. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the movie.
0: So, Chris... And his partner, Rose, are going to meet her side of the family. Well, her parents, but then it turns out her side of the family is going to be there. And it just, things start to develop and it just doesn't seem like...
1: Yeah, something just feels off.
0: Something feels off the whole movie until it gets to its end and you see what... Yeah. It really is. So, yeah. Yeah. We begin this movie as a man is walking down the street talking to someone over the phone. It does sound like he's talking to his girlfriend because he's like, all right, babe, I'll see you soon. Love you. Yeah. As he's walking up the street in the background, you can see this white car, like drive past him, turn around and like stop beside him. And the character does stop and it's playing that run rabbit run song.
1: Oh, it like makes that me on edge. Yeah. Song. I don't
0: know what it's called, but when you hear it, you know what it is. Yeah. And our character is like, oh, this is creepy as fuck. I'm like, out. <laughs> and he keeps walking as the car keeps slowly following him, and he's like, nah, fuck this, I'm <laughs> out. Like, nah, motherfucker. Like, fuck. Um, like doing what any smart person would do, just walk Please. away. But sadly, as he crosses the street, we get like the camera turns to see that. The car door has been opened. Yeah. And then seconds later, he is attacked by um, a person in a mask, really. Yeah. It's like in a medieval helmet.
1: Yeah, like a knight's helmet.
0: Yeah, and he gets dragged. He gets... Un- oh, what is the word I'm looking for?
1: He kind of gets like in like a chokehold almost. Yeah. Like make him be unconscious. Yeah,
0: so he gets dragged, put in the trunk, and driven off, and that's how we start this movie. Yeah. So... Like I like the opening credits, like it's just this scene of like you feel like you're driving past this forest and all the trees and stuff are like going through fast and then we cut to like this apartment with all these photographs of like canvases and stuff all around the apartment looking really, really good. We see a man is getting ready for something. He's just come out of the shower. He's having a shave. And we see this woman at a bakery like...
1: Picking some pastries.
0: Yeah, getting coffees and stuff. And, and
1: croissants.
0: Yes. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> and so this is where we meet Chris and Rose as they're getting ready to go on a trip. Chris, he just seems a bit off about the whole situation. Like Rose is like, "Have you packed this? Have you packed that? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, what's wrong? And Chris goes, do they know I'm black?
1: And she's like, oh, well, like, I never – she's like, I don't think so. She's like, it's not like I was like, oh, I'm bringing my black boyfriend this weekend. She's like, I'm bringing my boyfriend. She's like, why should I define what color you are?
0: Yeah, and she does say to him, like, you know, my dad would have voted for Obama for a third (laughs) term if he could. Like, they're not racist.
1: And, like, he'll tell you.
0: (laughs) Like, he'll tell you himself. Yeah. So, yeah, it just as we said, it seems like he's worried – Because being African-American, he doesn't... With a white woman. Yeah, he doesn't know how the family is going to react. Yeah. So, we cut to them driving and Chris tries to have a cigarette to calm down. Rose catches him. She's like, nope. Breaks a cigarette in half, throws (laughs) it out the window. He's like, oh, that's a dollar right there. Like, you wasted a dollar of nicotine. (laughs) She's like, you wasted a dollar for paying for that shit. Yeah. (laughs) And this is where Chris pulls out his phone to call his friend Rod And Rod is going to be one of the best characters in this movie. So funny. Like, you need comedic relief in this film. Yeah. And he just delivers it. So, Rod is played by Lil Ray Howery, and most of his lines are ad-libbed by him. So, all the funny shit he says is pretty much just him.
1: But it works.
0: It does work. So, like, he calls him, and he's, like, talking about how he's, like, patting down this old lady, and he got in trouble for it. He's like, she could be the next terrorist. Like...
1: Because he works at an airport.
0: Yeah, he's, uh, what are they called? T.R.A.? T.S.A. T.S.A., sorry. So, yeah, he's like talking to him and he's like, I told you, like, don't go to a white woman's house. What is she doing, licking your balls or something? (laughs) Like, why are you going? yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he gets put on speaker because Rose wants to speak to him and they have like that little joke around like, oh, you know, it's just a ploy to get to you, Rod. Like, yeah, that's I'm, why with I'm with Chris, Chris to
1: get to you. And then Chris
0: <laughs> is like, get your own woman and like dabbling on in that shit. <laughs> and, yeah, so the conversation ends, gets off the phone and Rose starts like teasing him a bit like, oh, you're jealous. Like, yeah. And he's yeah. like, no, no, like, fuck off, leave me alone. <laughs> and as this happens, a deer jumps in front of him. And hits the car. Yeah. And they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, what the actual fuck is going on? Yeah. And, yeah, they get out of the car. You see the aftermath. It's There's blood all over the, say, right side of the car.
1: Yeah, like the light. If
0: you're looking corner. at it, it's the left side from the front. And the mirror's falling off, blood everywhere. And Chris goes to check on the deer because it... Is like, screaming in pain.
1: Yeah, he can hear it, like, groaning.
0: Yeah, and it's cool because when he goes over, it just, like, gets this shot, like, cuts between Chris looking at the deer and the deer looking up at Chris and then back to Chris. Yeah. Which then goes to Chris just sitting on the bonnet, like, in a trance a little bit. Yeah. And Rose is talking to the police officer and she's like, oh, you know, it's all my fault or, right, like, I should have been looking. And the police officer all of a sudden goes, hey, sir, can I look at your ID? Oh, And I'm like, like, as a viewer, you're like, what? Why? And he's, and even Rose is like, why do you need his ID? And Chris is like, no, no, it's fine. Like, I'll give it to him. He's like, oh, I just need to ask, you know. And Rose is like, but he wasn't driving the car. Like, why do you need to see his ID? He's like, oh, well, I have the right to ask. And she's like, no, 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 fuck that. Like, you have no right. He wasn't driving the car. I told you I was driving it. That's it. We leave it at that. He was just a passenger. He was just a passenger. And yeah, like, Rose is sticking up for chris chris and like we know in real life situations it can be a lot worse yeah like we've seen it on the news and yeah it's just like a little message of police brutality a little bit i feel like
1: yeah and like discrimination
0: yeah and again we aren't going to comment on it any further because it's not our right to yeah so we cut to they pull up to this fancy ass house It's a a nice
1: house It is a
0: really nice house (laughs) This is where we meet Rose's parents, (laughs) Dean and Missy The camera's like doing this awesome As they get up to the front door It's like doing this awesome pull away shot Like it's focused on that front door As they pull in, we see like this caretaker taking care of the grass uh, African American Yeah And when we get that pull away It stops when we get to see like that caretaker is just staring at, At Chris At Chris and at that front door So, then we cut into the inside of the house. They talk about, oh, like, we hit a deer on the way up. The mother, Missy, is like, oh, my God, like, are you okay? And Dean kind of makes it abundantly clear that he doesn't like deer. But for me, I was like, does this mean something else? Like, is this a hint as to what's to come? And I'll explain that when we finish this. Yeah, when we... Finish talking about this movie, I'll have, a, like, a discussion about some of the things that came up through the movie and maybe, like, what you might have missed out on. So, yeah, he says, like, I say one down, a couple of hundred thousand ago. They're like rats. They're destroying the ecosystem. And it's like, what what is he going on about? Like, it's just it's a deer. It's
1: just deer. And like, it's like, what are they doing?
0: <laughs> they don't do anything to you, Dean. Like, who gives a shit Yeah It's just an accident Like yeah And Dean's kind of acting A little bit weird But like I get It's like that embarrassing dad Like how Your dad was <laughs> to me When I met you And my dad was to you yeah. When it's you met him It's just a thing It's just a dad thing Yeah So, like, Dean goes, like, oh, how long has this been a thing? And Chris goes, like, oh, four months. But Rose corrects him to say, like, no, it's been five. And he's, like, yeah, I'm wrong. She's right. And Dean's, like, you got to get used to that. Good man. (laughs) And it's, like, yeah, he's just been that typical embarrassing dad that he can be.
1: Yeah.
0: So, this is where Dean's, like, oh, do you want a tour of the house? And... They're like, well, we haven't finished unpacking yet. Like we just got here. And he's like, oh, you don't have to unpack before a before a t- tour? <laughs> before a tour of the house. So yeah, it's just Dean and Chris at this point and he's taking them around the house. He explains, like, oh, I collect things from different countries. I'm a traveler. I like experiencing other people's cultures. And it gets to like this, these all these pictures on the wall, like family photos, and it's like we find out that uh, Dean's dad, his claim to fame was that he was beat by Jesse Owens in a qualifying round for the Berlin Olympics in 1936. Bit of a history lesson here, because <laughs> it was for me too. The Berlin Olympics were happened three years after the Nazi Party had risen into power so the nazi party came into power in 1933 it was two years after berlin was awarded the games but it led to an international debate about boycotting the games because of the nazi's racist policies like you remember it's like you have to be blonde you have to be white
1: blue eyes blue
0: eyes you've got to be this strong person like no one else matters now Jesse Owens was an African-American that ended up winning four gold medals for America in the 100-meter sprint, long jump, 200-meter, four by 100-meter relay. Like, how do you feel? Like, this African-American has come in. I just killed it. And has just owned the games in front of one of the most racist leaders in the world. But, like, he says there was nothing bad about that person. He's like, I was looking and I'm like, I'm sure, like, there was something about he wouldn't shake Jesse Owens' hand. Because it mentions like he was like oh they said to this particular I don't really want to say his name but they said to this particular leader you need to shake the hands of every winner and he's like nah nah I'll, he only shook the German winners gross and all that and they said well you either do this or you just don't come so he he wouldn't come they we set times for him to be in the stadium and he actually saw Jesse Owens win one and I think it said that he had actually saluted Jesse Owens. Not in a bad way because Jesse Owens had said he walked past this particular leader and all was good. Like there was nothing bad. Nothing ever happened. Yeah, yeah there's a little bit of a history lesson mm-hmm. for you. It was for me too. I I knew there was a significant thing about the 1936 Olympics. I like, never really cor- knew. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. Like I'm not a history major. I just I looked it up online. So yeah. Going back to the movie, he's, like, Dean mentions, like, how do you think, like, this leader, he was preaching the Aryan race and this black dude comes in and just owns the games in front of him and, like, they keep talking and Chris mentions, like, oh, it sucks for your dad, like, he almost made it and Dean goes, yeah, he almost got over it.
1: Yeah, and I was, like... (laughs) that's an odd thing to say. It is an
0: odd thing to say, but again, we'll discuss it <laughs> at the end. So they head to the kitchen. Here's another thing if you miss this out. This it hints at something at the end of the movie when you find this out. They head to the kitchen and Dean says like, "My mother loved her kitchen, so we kept a piece of her in here." This is where we meet the next servant, Georgina, and it's just a weird interaction.
1: Yeah, she's just got this weird smile on her face and Chris is like, "Hello." And she's like, what she says, something like, lovely to meet you, but yeah. she just sounds like she's speaking really, like, old-timey. Oh, Old,
0: yeah, that old-timey, like, even, well, when we get to Walter speaking, he's the same. It's just that old-timey white person to look, I'd say.
1: Well, not even white, like, it's just, it's just, like, sounds from a different time, like, later in the movie, she says, like, your cellular device. Yeah. And I'm like,
0: what? Makes no sense. So... They get outside and he's like, they're walking towards like, oh, what do you call it? It's like that. A gazebo. A gazebo. Yeah. And Dean notices that Chris is a bit on edge and he's like, hey, I know what you're thinking. White family, black servants. It's like that typical old school racism thing. But hey, like I would have voted for Obama for a third term. (laughs) if I could, best president in my lifetime. Like, just reinstating that he's not racist.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, if you have to say you're not racist, you're probably racist. Probably.
0: (laughs) So, this is they all sitting around the table and Chris like, oh, sorry, not Chris. Dean asks Chris what his parents do for a living. We find out Chris's father was never really in the picture and his mother passed away when he was 11. Missy... I reckon this hints again. It hints at something in the movie. She taps on the glass, and Chris starts to fidget around a bit. Yeah, like he's his hand is just shaking. Yeah, shaking. His legs shaking. And they ask, like, "Are you a smoker, Chris?" He's like, "Ah, uh, yeah, I'm trying to quit." And this is where Dane's like, "Well, maybe she get Missy to have a look at it. Like she's a she does." Hypno, is it called hypnotherapy
1: because Hyp- yeah. she's a psychiatrist yeah
0: and dean's like oh i used to be a smoker like for 15 years and now the thought of a cigarette makes me want to throw up and it's all thanks to missy and he's like nah nah it's all good like i'll do it myself i don't need your help
1: yeah and rose like kind of comes to his defense and says like he does like would you want a stranger like poking around in your head and they're
0: like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, exactly. And as this is happening, Georgina is pouring everyone a glass of. A t- I think it's like iced tea. Or yeah, I'd thing. say iced tea. And when she gets to Chris, she kind of like. falters. Yeah, she gets in a trance and then she like jolts a bit. And, and spills. Yeah. And Missy's like, are you all right? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be all right. And Missy's like, how about you go get some rest? And she's like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And then it's at this point we meet Rose's brother, Jeremy, who he's a bit of a weird character.
1: He's that typical, like, rich white boy douchebag.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So we cut to them at the dinner table and Jeremy's telling Chris about Rose's embarrassing stories from when they were younger. And Missy, like, gets up to go grab dessert she's like oh it'll be a while just need to warm it up and as she opens the door we see again Georgina's just in a trance like looking at Chris
1: holding the dessert
0: yeah and Chris is like what the hell is going on like what's wrong with her yeah and at this point, Dean's like, so, are you into any sports? And he's like, oh, mostly basketball. And Jeremy's like, do you like MMA? And he's like, you know, like UFC. And Jeremy's like, yeah, he goes, nah, too brutal for me, man. Like, I don't like that. And he's like, oh, it's like all good. Like, you know, with the proper training and stuff, you have the frame, you'd be a fucking beast.
1: Yeah, because he's like, oh, it's, oh, he's like your genetic makeup. Yeah. Like, you would be perfect. And I was like, who says that?
0: Yeah, it's fucking weird. Oh. And, yeah, it keeps going in this weird conversation. Missy comes back with the dessert. And I think Chris mentions he used to do jiu-jitsu or something. Judo. Judo, sorry. And he was pretty good at it. And Jeremy then goes on another rant about, like, you know, jiu-jitsu, you don't need strength, you just need smarts. And he goes, like, oh, let me show you. And he gets up and it looks like he's trying to put... Chris in a chokehold. Yeah. And... Missy stops it and he's like, don't do it.
1: Yeah, and Chris is like, no, like, I don't want to play fight with drunk people.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's got his one rule. I don't play fight with drunk people. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, then we go to it's just Rose and Chris and Rose is going on about how her parents are no different to the cop and they just treated Chris, like, weirdly because of his race.
1: Yeah. She's like, they've never done this to any of my other boyfriends. I don't know what's gotten into them.
0: Yeah, and- it gets to a point where Chris is just like, they're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And she's like, do you have anything else to say? And he's like, well, no, I, I told you so.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, like, they're having a bit of fun and they're, like, joking around a bit. Like, he's like, I'm a boost. Yeah. I'm a boost. <laughs> so, this is where we get Chris is just lying in bed. And we're getting cuts of shots in between of, like... Chris and then it goes to where that deer was hit and it's like we're following to where the deer was and it cuts back to Chris before we get to where the deer was in the like where we first saw him. Yeah. And so Chris heads up, gets out of bed, goes outside to have a cigarette, and it's just weird because he's walking down and as he's walking towards the go outside, we just see Georgina walk the other way past him like nothing is a oh, breeze.
1: It was It's a
0: good jump scare. Yeah, it's because of that music. The music,
1: but you also, you're not expecting to see her in the background and she just appears and just walks so casually.
0: Yeah, and he gets outside and as he's about to have his cigarette, he notices Walter is just running towards him all of a sudden. Like full speed. Full speed. And he like gets really close to him and then just darts darts off the (laughs) other way. And he's like, what the hell? And then he looks around and Georgina's acting strange. She's like fixing her hair in a reflection. In the window? Yeah, in a reflection. Reflection. Oh, And I was like. What the hell? Like, what is happening? And Chris enters the house again, only to be stopped by Missy in his tracks, who is just chilling in her office. And she's like, "Come in and sit. Like,
1: let's have a chat.
0: Let's have a chat, and all that kind of crap." And I just want to reinstate this. She is holding a teacup at the time, and she's like, staring at the stirring tea. the tea the whole time, making that clinking noise with the spoon, and it's fucking annoying (laughs) but fuck man it just works well because you just it makes you feel on edge the whole yeah. time she's doing it. Because
1: it's a similar sound to, like, nails on a chalkboard. Like, it's that grating sound.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, we get to, she's like, do you smoke in front of my daughter? And he's like, no, no, no. no. And she's, like, getting mad. Like, that's my daughter. You don't like, do Like, that's that. my
1: kid. And I'm like, she's an adult now. Come on. Yeah.
0: And she starts to ask Chris about what happened when his mother died. At first, he doesn't want to think about it. And then, eventually, he tells Missy, he's like, I was watching TV and we find out it was like a rainy day because we hear raindrops in the background and he's like freaking out like nah, nah, nah.
1: Yeah, because she's like hypnotizing him.
0: Yeah, and we're getting cool shots of like this little kid on a bed.
1: Watching TV. Which
0: was Chris. Yeah. And she's like, what did you do? And he's like, nothing. I did nothing. I just sat there and watched TV. I was hoping she'd come home. And she's like reinstating that like. It's all your fault. Like, yeah, maybe it was your fault. Chris, it's maybe your fault your mother died. And he's like, you can't say that. And as we're doing that, it's getting those cuts between where he's like that little kid scratching the bedposts. And now he's... It's like an anxious... Yeah, he's going at it on the leather armchair that he's sitting on. And then all of a sudden, Missy goes... Now sink, sink into the floor as she taps the spoon on the teacup and he's like, wait, wait, no, no, no. And we get this fucking cool shot of like the kid falling back on the bed. Like through the bed. Through the bed into Chris getting like into like this endless void of nothing. Yeah. And it's like a little TV screen and he's getting further away and all we can see is Missy coming Mm -hmm. closer and closer and she's like, now you're in the sunken place And closes his eyes, he's, like, freaking out, and then it wakes up next morning like nothing had happened.
1: Yeah. It was, oh.
0: This whole movie makes you feel on fucking edge. Yeah. Like, it is crazy. So, yes, it's the next morning. Chris gets out of bed. He's just taking, like, shots of the outside, the wilderness and all that stuff like that. And as he comes back, he notices he can see Georgina in her room. And she's like fixing up her hair again. And he looks through. I love this. Remember POV shots through shit. (laughs) It's my thing. (laughs) We get the shot of him looking through his camera lens and it's fucking awesome. And like he's looking at Georgina and then she looks at him and he's like, oh shit, turns away.
1: Pretends to take photos. (laughs)
0: Yeah, pretends to to take a photo, looks back, Georgina's gone. Spoopy, yeah, very spoopy. <laughs> and then he goes to see Walt, and he's like, "Oh, what's up, my man? Like, what's happening? <laughs> like, they're working your heart out here." And he's like, "Oh, no, I don't mind at all."
1: Yeah, and then he's like, "I apologise for how I acted last night. I was just getting my exercise, and I didn't mean to frighten you." Yeah, and like the the way he talks,
0: yeah, it just makes me so uncomfy. It it does, <laughs> and even Chris is like, oh okay and then he talks about like oh isn't she lovely like isn't she gorgeous and he's like rose and he's like yes yes (laughs) what it's so weird dude what it's so weird (laughs) so yeah he's like okay then and he walks off and he goes back to rose and she's like oh how are you and he's like i think your mother hypnotized me last night she's like And Rose was like, are you kidding me?
1: Yeah. Like, come
0: on. And he's like, yeah, because now the thought of a cigarette makes me want to throw up. And he's like, also, I feel like Walter has a crush on you. Yeah. And she's like, what? And one thing I forgot to mention, every time he, like, looks at his phone, it's always unplugged out of the charger.
1: Yeah. And, like, almost dying or dead.
0: Uh, Yeah. Like, the first time we see it is when he wakes up from after being hypnotized. Yeah. And he's... And Rod has sent him a message with his dog with a beer bottle, like, Sid got drunk. ah." (laughs) (laughs) And, like, all that funny type shit. And then, yeah, just every time it focuses on this phone, it's, like, unplugged every single time. So, yeah, going back on track... They notice that everyone, again, forgot to mention, this is how unprofessional we are. What? We find out when they're like, it's just the four of them, <laughs> that the whole family's coming around. Like, there's all these people coming around.
1: Oh, because it's this, like, special party that Dean's dad used to hold every year.
0: Yes. And they're like, so... What we get in this scene is it's Chris and Rose looking outside as everyone's rocking up. Sorry, the dog. (laughs) She's just going mental right now. You right, Lolo? You enjoying it? Yeah, she is. (laughs) All good. So, yeah, going back to the movie. It's just weird interactions with every single person. Because,
1: like, every single person or, like, couple mention someone or, like, from, like, African-American
0: culture. Like a figure. Yeah. Like a popular figure. So, like, when we meet the first couple, Mr. and Mrs. Green, we find out Mr. Green used to be a golfer, and he's asking Chris, like, oh, are you a golfer? And he's like, oh, I played once and I was pretty bad. He goes, oh, like, show us your swing. Like, it, it'd be good. And, like, the wife brings up, like, oh, you know, <laughs> he used to love Tiger. Like, he <laughs> loves Tiger. Like, Tiger's is his favorite golfer. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got to meet him once. Like, he's so good. And I was like, what is it with these people and bringing up all these, all these figures? Like, okay, we get it. We get it. You're not a racist, <laughs> I guess. So the next- people we meet are nelson and lisa and lisa states how handsome chris is and goes to like fill up his muscles and stuff like oh
1: by the way you're so
0: strong
1: she's like maybe in her 50s and her husband is like an 80 year old in a wheelchair with an oxygen thing up his nose like he's not doing well yeah she wants a little upgrade with chris
0: yeah exactly it's seeming that way
1: because she also asks
0: rose if the rumors are true Yeah. And I think we all know what she's talking about. 100% we know what she's talking about.
1: And Chris is like, um, I'm gonna, gonna go.
0: Yeah. Well, not before we meet the next two people. Who's like, he's like, oh, you know, fair skin was more favorable, but now the pendulum has swung back. Black is in fashion. And you're like, what
1: the fuck,
0: dude? That sentence kills me. What is going on? And this is where Chris walks off and he like goes again. We get that shot through the camera lens and he sees Missy and Georgina in a weird, like, weird confrontation and then we see Dean who's with a bunch of people and he's like oh look there's There's the man there's the guy I'm talking about like come here and he's like no 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 and then he turns and we see like this another another African-American character and Chris goes up to him and he's like oh you know it's so good to see another brother here and he's like
1: and the guy turns around and he's like oh yeah, I, I I guess I guess you would feel that way
0: Again, with that old Tommy talk Yeah And, and Chris is looking at him like Something's off Something's off And I feel like I know who you are Yeah So this is where this woman named Philomena comes And she's like, oh, this is Logan Like, basically they're a couple And Logan goes like to Philomena Oh, Chris was just telling me how he feels more comfortable with my present- presence here <laughs> She's like, oh, that's nice <laughs> Like it's weird as fuck, oh. and then it's like, oh, we must go now. And Chris goes to fist bump him, and Logan goes in for a handshake. Goes in for a handshake, and Chris is like, what the? It's
1: like no young person our age would
0: not fist bump. And what you notice is, I don't think anyone's seen Logan before because he goes to the next group. And Philomena's, like, showing him off as he's, like, twirling around, like... like, Look at my new suit, like... (laughs) look, Look at this shit. And, yeah, Chris is like, what the fuck's going on? So, the next person we meet is this blind man who is played by Steven Root. Now, it's, for me, being the comedy fan that I am, it's weird seeing this dude being a... Serious Serious. role Because I know him for being Gordon in Dodgeball And more Even better than that Milton in Office office Space space. Just always looking for that stapler of his (laughs) Like, if I see him, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, we were watching it, and I was just sitting there like, that's my deep blue, and I was like, oh, we could play dodgeball. <laughs> like, I was just quoting this shit out of it, and I was making you watch dodgeball shit.
1: Yeah. Like, I do you remember this? Remember. who this guy is?
0: And you're like, no. And I'm like, oh, here you go. Here's the scene <laughs> where he gets mad because his wife's cheating on him with David Hasselhoff. <laughs> like, that's the type of person I am. And I know with my mate, we had been... Before we even did this movie, we had been quoting the shit out of Dodgeball for ages. Yeah. And yeah, I feel bad for everyone when me and that particular matter together, but sucks to be you because we have fun. (laughs) Yeah. So back to the movie. Yes. So we meet Jim and he's like, oh, you know, Chris, you have a great eye. And he actually is like Jim Henson, I think his name is or something. Hudson. Hudson. And he's like this art gallery owner where Chris's work has been in. And he's like, no way, you're like that dude. And it seems like they're having a genuine conversation from like artist to artist.
1: Yeah, which is nice.
0: And it's like, okay, we've got one normal person here. Yeah. How I was wrong. (laughs) So after they have their conversation, Chris ventures upstairs into the house. And as he does this, everyone just go silent.
1: Yeah, so like he walks through the house, everyone's chatting amongst themselves and as he walks upstairs they just stop talking and like turn and like look and watch him go up the stairs.
0: Yeah, it's like It's so weird Very weird And as he gets upstairs He notices his phone's been taken off charge again And he puts it back on as it's dead And like we can hear Georgina humming in the next room And he like goes to check on her And Rose comes up Who's annoyed And she's like
1: You left me alone (laughs) Yeah,
0: why would you leave me alone down there? And he's like Hold up, I need to tell you something And he's like I feel like Georgina's touching my shit yeah. like my phone's always off charge and it's dead now all i wanted to do was come up here and talk to rod yeah i was like he's like maybe she hates me
1: because i'm with you
0: yeah and she's like oh what do you mean like you're so sexy that everyone just takes your shit off charge and he's like no <laughs> that's not what i meant i was like let's just go past this and he Ends up calling Rod. He's like, you at work, man? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on? He goes, I met this guy and he just, he looks so familiar, but I don't know who he is.
1: And he was just acting weird.
0: He's just acting weird. And this is where Rod mentions like, (laughs) because he mentions that Missy hypnotized him and he's like, oh, like. Maybe he's hypnotized as well, made into a sex slave. Because <laughs> he's, he mentions that, like, this Logan came in with a woman that's 30 years older than him. And he's like... Sex slave. Sex slave. Like they're That's
1: making... the only possibility
0: yeah. to rod. <laughs> that's the only possibility to rod. So, yeah, they get off the phone and then we get Georgina, who just scares the shit out of Chris. And this is where she says, I'm sorry I take your cellu- cellular phone off charge. I don't mean to. Like, I move it to clean... The room And then I notice It's off charge But I don't do anything About it And I just leave it
1: Also The camera Work on Georgina Mm. In this scene Is so unnerving It's like Kinda underneath her and it, like, is just, like, on her face. Like, the top of her head's kind of cut off. The bottom of her face is kind of cut It's so zoomed in yeah. just on her face.
0: And Chris is, like, saying, oh, you know, it's all good. like, And he's, like, saying all this shit. And then something just sets Georgina off because she starts to laugh and cry. And she's, like, you know, the armatures are so good to us.
1: They treat us like family. They
0: treat us like family. And he's, like... Okay. Okay. So this is where Chris then heads back outside to meet more people. And he's asked by a man named Hiroki Tanaka. Do you find being an African American In the modern world is an advantage Or a disadvantage and he's like Ah like I don't know what you mean He's like like, I
1: don't want to start a fight Yeah, I'm just not going to say anything And
0: this is where Logan walks past and he's like hey my man Like do you want to take this question They've asked me this and he's like oh yeah you know Like I don't find it's a disadvantage Like but you know I can't say anything Because like I just want to stay at home Most of the time now and they like all laugh It off and as this is happening Chris is Taking out his phone to like take a photo of Logan, he forgets his sounds on and his flashes on. So when it goes off, Logan gets in this trance. Yeah. And he's like, oh shit, I'm sorry. And his
1: nose starts bleeding.
0: Yeah, the nose starts bleeding. And all of a sudden, you just hear, get out. And Chris is like, what? And Logan goes straight towards him. He's like, get out. Like, get the fuck out. And, like, and he's not talking
1: like Logan.
0: No, he's, he's not. He's talking
1: like a normal person.
0: Yeah. And, Chris is like, hey, man, like, calm down. Like, everything's all good. He's like, nah, get out. Get the fuck out. Like.
1: Get out. And <laughs> just get out They grab
0: that. him off and they're like, and Chris is like, what the hell just happened? And they're like sitting in the room. We cut to them in the living room and Dean's like explaining, oh, I just had a seizure. Like, it was set off by your flash, flash on your camera. He's looking pissed that he took a photo. And Chris is just sitting there like, shit, what have I done? Yeah. Yeah. And this is where Missy comes back in and Logan, like, goes, oh, I guess I owe everyone an apology, especially you, Chris, for the whole ordeal.
1: Yeah, like, he didn't mean to scare you or anything, and Chris was like, no, no, like, it's my fault, I didn't mean to take a photo of you.
0: Yeah, and he's like, well, I'd best be going. I'm
1: exhausted after all that.
0: And then Philomena's like, and he shouldn't have been drinking, and he's like, yep, nah, you're right. (laughs) And they walk off and then Dean's like, oh, okay, like, let's get this party going. Let's get the champagne out. Let's play bingo. And Rose is like, no, me and Chris are gonna go for a walk.
1: And Dean's like, Are you sure? And she's like, yep. So then they walk off.
0: Yeah. So we again we cut between Chris and Rose and Dean doing like something weird. They're at the gazebo, and he's, like, putting one finger up and then two, and... Yeah. W- we find out what it is in a second, but we go back to Chris and Rose, and he's like, that wasn't a seizure. Like, my cousin's epileptic.
1: That was not a seizure. I don't know what that was. And
0: Rose is like, well, you know, my dad's a neurosurgeon. He'd know what it is and all this other shit, and he's like, no.
1: We need to get out of here. We he's need like, to oh, get... well, I'm leaving.
0: He's like, oh, i got to get out of here. And Rose is like, you're going to leave me here by myself? And... He's like, is,
1: if that's what you want.
0: If that's what you want. Like, I just need to get the fuck out of here. Going back to Dean, as the camera pans down, we see this picture of Chris. And it's not a fucking bingo game. It's an auction.
1: So, then it cuts to all of those people from the party sitting there. And they're holding up bingo cards as like their auction signs. Yeah, and, and I think I'm taking this, like his fingers that he's holding up are like- Millions? Millions. Yeah. Of dollars. So, it ends up- So, he goes, one- Two, three, five, then straight to ten, and only one person bids on ten.
0: Yeah, and it's GM. Yeah, and you're like,
1: and it's so silent, like no one's saying a word. It's just these fingers, the signs, and then once no one else bid again for t- like the ten million, he like puts his hand down. And he's like, "Yep, yours," and, and everyone- then everyone starts
0: clapping. And it's like, what the fuck's going on? And then we cut back to Rose and Chris, and Chris is, like, talking about his mother again. He's like, you know, she survived the initial hit. So, she basically just died on the side of the road bleeding out, and I did nothing. Like, it's my fault. I could have called the ambulance, could have called the police, but no one was looking for her. And all I did was just sit on my ass and watch TV, and he starts getting teary. And this is the part that fucking hurts me the most because I know what's going to (laughs) happen. Every time it fucking gets me, this fucking... God damn movie Damn you Jordan Peele <laughs> He says to Rose You're all that I've got And I'm not leaving here without you Like we'll just go He's now. like I
1: need you to get out of here with me
0: And Rose is like okay we'll, We will think of something We'll come up with something We'll get out of here So they get back to the house as everyone's leaving And it's like oh it's nice to meet you Chris And Chris is like Like he's on a mission to get the fuck out of here Yeah So he's like They get in near the house And Jeremy's like playing the ukulele Very shit. Yeah. Fuck you, Jeremy. (laughs) And, like, the two caretakers and Dean and Missy are just smiling at Chris. And they're like, we cut to them. Well, we cut to Chris in the bathroom and he sends a photo of Logan to Rod. And fucking within seconds gets a phone call like, that's Dre. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, yes, I swear to God. He's like,
1: like, now I understand he was like, holy shit. He's like, he was here with that woman and then Rod was like, you need to get out of there. Yeah. Because he's, like, he's been missing for months. Yeah. And everyone thought he was dead.
0: Yeah. And he's like, I think maybe this is where he mentions that like, oh, you know what another crazy thing he was with here? He was here with a woman 20 years older than him. And Rod goes, sex slaves. Oh, shit. I'm like, <laughs> Get the fuck out of there, man. Like, you need to get out. And he's and like, yeah, he's yeah. And as he's
1: trying to say that, the phone ends. Yeah.
0: And he's like, right. And he's like, Chris, get out of that. Chris. Ah, oh, motherfucker, hang up on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the hell? So this is where Rose comes back and she's like, okay, like, are we all set? And Chris is like, we need to get out of here. Like, find the keys. Find the keys. We're uh, getting rah. out of there. And she's
1: like, oh, oh, okay.
0: And he's like, oh I can't find them. And then she walks off and Chris kind of turns and we see this door. That's open
1: It's like a little door For like Like a crawl space Or something like Yeah it's a tiny little door
0: So he goes in He turns on the light And there's this red box Full of pictures of Rose And he's flicking through them And then all of a sudden There's pictures of Rose With other Black men And he's like What the fuck's going on Because here? the whole
1: thing as well Was that she's never been with a black person no
0: like, like Chris is supposed to be the only one she's been with before. so he's
1: like alarm bells are going off straight away yeah
0: he's like what the hell is going on and we get to the photos and you see a photo of Dre you see a photo of Walter and the last photo is Georgina yeah and you're like what the hell so he closes the box shuts the door and Rose is like okay are we ready and he's like did you find the key she's like not yet and he's like Fuck it, let's do it on the move. So he gets downstairs and as he's about to go out the door, Jeremy is blocking the way out and he's wondering, like, what is going on? Like, what's happening? And this is where Missy comes in and she's like, yeah, what's going on? And Chris is like, oh, we're just leaving. She's like, what's wrong? And he's like, Rose. And she's like, oh, Chris's dog just became sick all of a sudden, so we have to go to the vet tomorrow. He's like, yep.
1: And they're like, oh, like, that's a shame.
0: And it gets to a point where Dean then comes in and he goes, what is the meaning of life, Chris? Like, what is your meaning in life?
1: Yeah, like, what's your
0: purpose? What is your purpose? And he's like, well, right now it's about getting them goddamn keys, Rose. And he's, like, yelling at her, like, hurry the fuck up. And then, yeah, he's just going on a bit of a tangent about all these things. And he's like, Rose, give me the goddamn keys. Fuck Rose Fucking something with roses In bloody movies <laughs> First the Titanic, you know enough fucking door there But fucking both of them Now this fucking bitch <laughs> She grabs the keys and goes You know I can't give them to you, babe, right? And he's like drops the bag And he's like, oh shit Like I'm fucked Yeah And she does like this thing Where you see her in the background And she like waves goodbye to him Yeah And I'm like, oh, you're a son of a bitch Yep yeah. And so, yeah, Chris tries to attack Jeremy. Well, Jeremy takes a swing at him with his lacrosse stick, and he's like, oh.
1: And then Chris is like, all right, I'm going to try to run.
0: And he tries to fight Jeremy, and as he's, like, in the scuffle, Missy clicks the spoon on the – clinks the spoon, sorry, on the teacup, and Chris falls back into the sunken place. And Jeremy and Dean move him out of the room, and Rose is like, oh. You were one of my favourites And Dean's like You hear that You were one of her favourites Like
1: Like, can you still hear me
0: Yeah Fucking assholes. Yeah. So we then cut to Rod Who's now trying to call Chris With no luck And he's getting pretty worried That he hasn't heard from him And tries to keep calling him Rod then goes onto Chris's laptop to look up about Dre. And this is where we find out he's been missing for like six months. And he's like, holy shit. And if you notice, there's a bit of a goof in this movie. Mm -hmm. So I found it out when I looked it up. The second article when he looks up on Google is how to find a missing person, (laughs) like how to file a missing person. But when you read the description, it's like, this is how you feed your dog. (laughs) This about your dog. And it's like almost, you almost got it. Yeah. So, yeah, we cut back to Chris who's waking up in this room and he's tied down to this leather armchair again. And we have this, the camera that pans around the room as Chris looks around. And then we get a shot from behind the armchair up to see, like, the deer, which I thought it was the deer that they hit at the start of the movie, but then it makes no logical sense. Like, how did they They get it? They wouldn't
1: have been able to get it, like, taxidermied in time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but anything can happen in this fucking movie, honestly. It was
1: the same day. No, it wasn't. Or the next day. It
0: was the next day or or whatever. I don't give a shit anymore. This movie pisses me off. (laughs) Alrighty. So it pans down to a TV that turns on and it has a message from Roman Armitage, Dean's father. We learn about the coagula procedure, a man-made miracle that was perfected by Dean. And Roman says in the pre-recorded message that don't worry about fighting it. You can't stop the inevitable. And who knows, maybe one day you'll enjoy being a member of the family too. And Chris is like, what the fuck? And he looks back up up at that deer again. And the TV comes back on to that fucking teacup as a spoon gets clinked on it again and he gets put back into an unconscious state yeah we then go back to rod who is now at the police station trying to explain what is going on and it's one of the funniest scenes ever honestly because he's like you know i believe that these people are taking black people Brainwashing him and making him in, them into sex slaves and shit. Sorry about the shit. And the police officer, she's like, "All right, give me a few seconds." And she brings in two other police officers. He tells it again
1: because they're all looking so serious. Yeah, and then and they just like laugh listening, at him. And then yeah, they just start laughing at him.
0: And she's like, "Don't say I'm doing nothing for you." And he's like, "What the fuck, like?" This is real. He's like, what? my
1: friend's missing Why won't and I s- think this is happening. Help me.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, fuck you for not taking this seriously. Yeah. So he goes back to um, Chris's apartment and he's like got a list of like what it could be. And the funny thing is, again, I had to look this up. He crosses <laughs> off magic as a possibility <laughs> as to Chris's disappearance.
1: Gotta do it.
0: He's got it every possibility on this bloody list yeah so yeah he calls rose this time and rose picks up and he's like she's like chris and he's like no rose it's rod and she's like oh, like oh my god but she is so deadpan when we cut oh, to her like it pisses, I pisses me fucking off. hate this bitch i really fucking hate it's this bitch. psycho and they're like talking and he's like do you know where chris is and she's like no like he freaked out and he left me here he left like two days ago and he's like hey, Rose, what cab company did he use? And she's like, oh, I don't know. Like, she, he could have used a local cab company or he could have just got an Uber. And he's like, can you hold on one second? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he puts her on mute and he's like, This motherfucker's lying. <laughs> like, I see I through I got your- you, bitch. I got you, bitch. <laughs> I got you on camera. You on Kansas camera now.
1: So he sets up the laptop so that he can record her because he wants to record this conversation. Yes. And so it cuts back to going back to the call and he's like, Rosie. And then she's like, Yeah and then he's like okay so yeah and she's like don't play with me like i know you like you want me like i know you dream about having sex with me like i know you want me and he's like what no like chris is my best friend you're gross like all that sort of stuff and then you can see as it's panning around the room that jeremy dean and missy are just standing in the doorway listening to this conversation like what the fuck (laughs) so weird so he's like Nah, nah, and just hangs up Yeah,
0: (laughs) fuck you bitch (laughs) He's like, damn it (laughs) Like almost had a
1: Because she knew exactly what he was doing
0: Yeah, she's not dumb, sadly She's not that dumb So then we go back to Chris who's been like Because he's in that state where he's like scared From being that kid again He was clawing away at the armrests And you see like a bit of stuffing has started to come out Yeah So he wakes up again as the TV comes on And it's a video call from Jim And he's like, all right, I'm only here to answer any questions that you might have outstanding. And he's like, well, you couldn't give a shit, really. So he explains what's about to happen. So he goes, phase one was the hypnotism, what they used to sedate Chris into that state.
1: With the teacup.
0: Phase two is where he is now. It's the mental preparation where he's got to get ready for phase three, which is the transplant. Mm. So this is where he explains that. Chris will just be in that sunken place watching Jim take over all his motor control. So, Jim's like, basically, and before he can finish it, Chris is like, you'll become me. And he's like, I want that eye, man. Like, you've got that eye and I want it. Yeah. And it's like, fuck so you. So,
1: basically, they take out the whole brain and leave, like, this tiny little bit that's connected to, like, the spinal cord and nervous system. Yep. Which is where Chris will stay. Yes. So he will he will be conscious for this whole the rest of his life yeah. while someone else is taking over his body. Yes, which is then makes sense why sometimes Georgina and Walter kind of falter a little bit because I think their real person is like slightly coming through a little bit. Yes, almost like um, dissociative identity disorder, yeah. like the multiple personalities well, where one know. comes through.
0: Yeah, yeah, like split kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So, Chris does ask, like, why black people? And Jin goes, I couldn't give a shit what color you are. Like, as he said, I just want your eye, man. Like, that's all I want. Couldn't give a shit if you're white or black. Yeah. And as the video call ends, Chris looks down and notices that the stuffing's coming out of the couch. We then cut to Dean, who is preparing to do the transplant between Jim and Chris, and Jeremy goes to get Chris in the wheelchair as Dean cuts open, takes off, like, the top of Jim's head, like the skin, and throws it into a bucket. At this point as well, that teacup comes back onto the screen, and Chris is like, no, 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 and... Back into the state So now Jeremy is in the room And he's getting Chris Out of his restraints And he's getting ready To put him up On The chair On the wheelchair That he has for him The next thing we see Is Chris grab for a bocce ball And start to beat Jeremy Over the head with it Yeah If you notice this So we find out Chris blocked his ears with the stuffing from the couch so, the so that he couldn't of
1: the teacup wouldn't work for exactly him.
0: if you notice when jeremy comes in to get chris chris's hands are hiding the fact that the stuffing has come out of the couch yeah so not to raise any alarms yeah that he might not be unconscious
1: yeah, but I don't think Jeremy would
0: notice anyway. No, Jeremy's <laughs> a dumb fuck. So then Chris again looks up at that deer as we go back to Dean, who has now cut the skull to get the brain out, yeah. and he asks for Jeremy because he hears something. he and also
1: go- Jeremy should be back by now. Yeah,
0: exactly, and he looks outside the room and he, like, <laughs> turns one way... Turns the other way As the camera's following him And when he turns back The other way Chris comes with that Damn deer And stabs Dean Through the neck And through the stomach With the antlers Amazing Fucking awesome And Dean like Knocks over a uh, Candle Which sets That room Starts to become a blaze As he just bleeds out And Chris just stands At the door Looking at him And drops the deer And then walks off Yeah. Like, this dude's been through some fucking shit. Yeah. He then goes, walks up the stairs to get to the kitchen as Georgina, like, she's like, "Mm -hmm 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 -hmm," and then looks at him and runs away. Because
1: she's like, you are not supposed to be conscious. Exactly. And walking around. Exactly.
0: So then- The camera is like, again, it's following Chris. He goes to pick up his phone. And as he walks past, Missy's just in the office and they just look at each other. And then the camera focuses on that teacup again. And as Missy goes to run for it, Chris beats her to it and fucking smashes that teacup. Thank God. (laughs) It annoyed the shit out of me.
1: That goddamn teacup.
0: And then they kind of just have like this standoff moment where they look at each other. And then Missy goes for a letter opener to stab Chris. And Chris just stops it with his hand. Like, this dude has been through so much that a fucking letter opener through the hand just means nothing to yeah. him. Like, he's like... And he just, like, pushes back to
1: overpower her while he's got a letter opener in his
0: hand. And stabs her in the head. Which with it. Which is fucking awesome. Awesome. So, yeah, he... Disposes of Missy, walks to the front door, and I don't know how he's still alive after a botchy ball to the head, but Jeremy comes and jumps on him and puts him in a sleeper hold. Chris tries to open the door, and Jeremy stops it with his foot. Pulls him back and he's like, oh, you're not getting out of this one. And he's like counting like Mississippi's as to when he will be unconscious. Chris then again starts to reach for the door. Forgetting we might have forgotten that he's still got that letter opener in his hand.
1: Yeah, I'd forgotten.
0: So as he goes to open the door a second time, Jeremy stops it with his foot again. But as he does it, he gets stabbed in the knee. Which again... He lets go in pain. He drops to his knees. Chris just kicks him down to the ground and then stomps on his head. Multiple times until you hear that beautiful squish sound. Delicious. <laughs> so, yeah. He also takes the keys out of Jeremy's pocket and we learn that Jeremy was the guy from the start that kidnapped Ray. Yeah. Because we see that damn medieval helmet. Yeah. With that run rabbit run song playing in the car and he's like driving off.
1: But also Rose is now realized what's happened
0: well we haven't mentioned that rose it does cut between rose doesn't know what the hell's going on because she's listening to her own music and she's looking up her next victim which looks (laughs) like it's going to be a basketball player this time and the camera like focuses on her and pans out and we see she's got photos of every victim that she is
1: and there's a lot
0: there is a lot this girl's been around
1: yeah but she's heard some form of commotion like, while she's listening to her music. And so she goes downstairs with a gun. Yeah, And in the doorway as Chris drives off.
0: Yeah, because Chris is getting away and he's, like, calling 911. He's like, I'm at the Armitage house. Like, please come and get help. And they're like, could you repeat that? Sorry, sir. And this is where Georgina jumps in front of the car. Yeah. And he's like, fuck, like, just drive, just go. But he's like, nah, can't leave her and grabs her. So, yeah, Rose comes out with a gun, doesn't shoot, and all you hear is Grandma. grandma. And Georgina wakes up and she screams. She's at
1: like, You ruined my house! While like choking him.
0: We, because we see that massive scar across her head, we learn that Georgina, all along, was her grandma. It was Rose's grandma. Yeah. Which like, fuck off.
1: Yeah. And the wig was why she kept playing with her hair was to cover the scarf.
0: Yes. So they have a scuffle and Chris crashes the car, which in turn kills Georgina. Yeah. So Chris gets out of the car as Rose is trying to shoot him. The next thing we hear is, go get him, grandpa.
1: Walter just takes off with his running.
0: And tackles him to the ground. Again, Walter has been roaming the whole time. Like, fuck off, dude. Like, no. Makes sense does make sense. But Makes also, heaps of sense.
1: I've mentioned this when we watched it the second time this morning. Yeah. That I was like, it doesn't like, I get that they wanted like black slaves, but it's like, I don't understand how the rich white old people who would pay for slaves have been put into bodies And then were slaves for their family.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand either, but we'll get into that when we finish the movie because we are almost there. (laughs) We're almost there. So as they're having their like little fight, Chris grabs out his camera and takes a photo of Walter, which takes him out of his state. And as Rose gets up to shoot... Um, Chris, Walter goes, give me the gun. I'll yeah, do it. Yeah, because Rose didn't see it happen. Yeah, and Rose gives Walter the gun, which in turn, Walter just turns and shoots Rose. Love Which it. like, fuck you, you deserve that, Love you it. stupid bitch.
1: Love your work.
0: And Walter, being who he was before, doesn't want to go back to what he was and shoots himself in the head.
1: Yeah, it was really sad.
0: It was really sad. So, yeah, then Rose is trying to reach for the gun because she's not dead and Chris gets up pushes the gun away and, like, goes to choke her to death, which if I was Chris, I would have fucking killed that bitch right there. Well, he was trying. I've said bitch so many times (laughs) in this thing, but she just pisses me off and I'm trying not to say the other (laughs) word again. I would have killed her right then and there, but he stops. Well,
1: because he loved her at one
0: point. Yeah, I think he would realise – he did realise that. Well, especially –
1: it didn't help that she was also, like, smirking, like, you're not going (laughs) to do it.
0: Yeah, and it's – the. Biggest karma ever when we hear the sirens come up the driveway and she's, like, pretending, like, oh, help, help me. Like, thinking it's the police coming yeah. in here to, like, stop Chris from... Beating her. Beating her. No, it's Rod.
1: Love Rod's it. here
0: to save Chris, which is awesome. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck, Chris? And Chris gets into the car as Ro just, Rose just to death on the ground which all she deserved really yeah and
1: they just drive off into the sunset <laughs> which the
0: funniest thing was when chris gets into the car and chris is just like looking straight and rod's like i told you not to go into that white people's house <laughs> like i told you
1: Yeah, but and, you didn't listen <laughs>
0: and it's like it's not the moment like just get me out of here yeah and that's get out wow <sighs> like what i'm like I'm saying this, like, sorry, I keep losing track of my words. Like, this movie, just all the messages it has in it and all the themes, it's just, it's crazy. And, again, I know I'm saying it for a third time. We have no right to comment on it. Mm. But, like, I remember from when they get into the kitchen, like, they tell you then and there. like A that, piece of... A piece of Dean's mother is still in this kitchen and we meet Georgina. Like, it already tells you... Georgina is that piece. Yeah. So weird. And then the thing about, oh, my dad almost got over it so maybe he had this thing against african-americans after jesse owens beat him to in compete olympics. in the berlin olympics yeah and then the thing with all the people acting so weird which we forgot to mention when jim was on the video call he's like oh some people want to be stronger which is like that woman yeah. feeling up chris's muscles some want to be faster well the golfer And then some want to be cooler. The dude mentioning that black is in fashion, the Colonel Sanders looking motherfucker. (laughs) All right.
1: Yeah. Like he was trying to say that everyone does it for different reasons. He's like, but mine, I just want a good set of eyes.
0: Yeah. I just want your eye. Like there is so much shit that happens in this movie And watching it as a white person makes me feel uncomfortable Because I
1: Like it's one of those things Where you almost feel like Guilty by association Yes For being lumped in with the shit white people That are really racist
0: Yes I haven't got much else to say like, about this movie yeah. Like it's It's just, an
1: amazing movie
0: It's message is there And it's fucking empowering Yeah And that's all I'm gonna leave it at Yeah as always, you can follow us on our Instagram at Better Watch Horror Pod.
1: Yep. And on our TikTok, uh, BWH Pod.
0: And Twitter is at official BWH Pod. And the Gmail,
1: Better Watch Horror Pod at gmail.com.
0: And as always, Better Watch Horror on YouTube as well.
1: Yes, where we post some fun things.
0: Yes. So our first reactions are going to be more frequent. Frequent. <laughs> We've also got a boo boo redo coming for Candyman. Yep. And if you have seen the Halloween rankings by now we also have a Hellraiser rankings coming for you at the end of November yeah and that's it from us bye